At Kroger, fresh groceries are our thing. So we check your delivery order for freshness at every step from farm to store and pick and pack every veggie in your free pickup order with care because we treat your food the way we'd want ours to be treated. We're fresh every day, so shop anyway. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the buy five or more, save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Thinking about me, you bled and died to show me mercy. You gave your all because you saw my need. I was empty, but you came and filled me. I was blinded, but you helped me to see. I was broken. Felt like nothing, but you gave me confidence, and I'm filled with so much gratitude. But words are not enough to explain the magnitude, the passion of my love for oh, you. Welcome to Blessings by Grace Radio. Tonight is Thursday night, July 12th, 2018. We're in the Apple Valley Studio. We're going to be acclaimed bishop, founder, and overseer of the Greater All Nations Pentecost Church of Jesus Christ, conveniently located at 8516 South Thompson Avenue, Los Angeles, California, 90001. Tonight we're in the studio for our Thursday Food for the Soul Bible Study Session tonight. Dr. Alfred Moore, he will be giving what thus to say of the Lord. Tonight is our night. to teach. He will teach and preach the word of God like none other. This is just what he does. He's an amazing teacher, preacher, friend, confidant, and counselor. He does it all because God gives him the strength. Now we just say thank you for supporting us last night. Dr. Moore, he had to support one of his own pastors, who was our first chapter in our legacy out of L.A. He went to her pastor wife's anniversary. So congratulations to you, Pastor Ware, on another, yet another year and an anniversary. We say God bless you and continue on the torch and serving and fighting for the gospel as you always do. We appreciate you for being a part of our organization. For those of you that don't know, coming up in August, I can actually give you the official date. It is going to be 
our 67th National Holy Convocation. And for those of you who'd like to attend, who'd like to know the dates, I have them now for you. Give me one second. I'm going to give you those official dates for our National Holy Convocation. That way all of you may be able to attend. It's going to be August the 5th until August the 12th. Starting Sunday, August the 5th at 11.30 a.m., we will open up our convocation, which is closing out one year and opening up the brand-new year for 2018. So in this convocation, we're closing out the 2017-2018 year, starting with marching around the church, and then Monday, Tuesday, which is our official night, the 7th, celebrating our very own State Superintendent, Charlie Moore, then so that's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Those night services are at 7.30. Friday, we're going to be remembering our legacy with our beloved national mother, Avella Moore. That is the official day celebrating her legacy. Saturday at youth night and closing out Sunday the 12th, 3.30 p.m. We're honoring our beloved living legacy leading. This is our founder, our confidant, our overseer, Dr. Bishop Alfred Moore. He is our founder to this whole organization. It is Blessing Sunday. He will preach and teach, and he will pray for every soul that walks in that building. It is Blessing Sunday, so you need to be there to be blessed. Convocations are about soul salvation, bringing souls to Christ, and keeping them in Christ is what we do with the Holy Convocation. As the time passes on, I will have the theme and the scriptures for you at a later time. But for now, just know the date to August 5th through the 12th. You have to be there. I will be there, and I want to see you there too in Radio Land. The address is 8516 South Thompson Avenue, the city of Los Angeles, state of California, 9000001. So please come on now. It's Sunday morning, 1130 a.m., August 5th. And then it's Monday, August the 6th, through Saturday, August the 11th, 7.30 p.m. We have visiting churches. Come on out and be a delegate. We will treat you like royalty. And then closing out at 3.30, that is going to be August the 12th, Sunday, blessing service at 3.30 p.m. Please, everybody, come on now. And let's have a hallelujah time. Because I know I will, as we always do. But we extend the right hand of fellowship to you. Come on down and let's get your praise on. Ladies and gentlemen. Here he is, my bishop, your radio host and preacher and teacher for tonight, Dr. Bishop Alphamore. God bless everybody. Thank you, my announcer, tonight. Amen. And thank you, Chief Usher, for bringing those announcements on. Praise the Lord. Amen. We give all praise and glory to the Lord. We were a little on the static side tonight. Amen. But I hope you heard. Amen, those announcements. They will be given to you over and over again, praise the Lord. We are so grateful tonight, amen, to come back to be with you in Radio Land. This is the day the Lord has made, and let us be glad and rejoice therein. it. Amen, praise the Lord. Amen. This is a good day because the Lord has made this day, and you're still on this side, breathing in the breath of the Lord. Hallelujah. We give praise unto the Lord for all that he's done and what he's done right now. As my announcer says, amen, this is food, amen, for your soul tonight. We are going to, amen, bring you the word of God, amen. And that is, amen, food for your soul. Praise the Lord, amen. I'm sorry, amen, uh, we missed you on last night, but I forgot I had an engagement, amen, with one of my churches, praise the Lord, and I had to go there, praise the Lord, and give them some support. But we're back here tonight, amen, and we're going to get right into 
the word of God. I pray, amen, all of you that listen is blessed by the power of Jesus Christ. Amen. I pray that you are blessed. I thank God again for the opportunity, amen, of the lines are being opened up, amen, by blog talk radio and other, amen, podcasts. I am so grateful, amen, that we are able to get the word of God through. We give all praise to Jesus tonight. Amen. We are I'm going to share with you tonight, amen. Uh, we, we're talking about, amen, end time events. Letting us know, amen, when the end of this age, amen, is going to be over. Uh, we want to, uh, amen, try to awake your mind spiritually, amen, to let you know, amen, that we are living in the kingdom time. And amen, the kingdom time, amen, is just about over with. Now, I'm talking about the kingdom time is the time, amen, for God's church, amen, is to go back with him or he's coming back after his church. Ah, amen. We are going to talk about tonight. Excuse me. uh, Romans, amen, chapter 8 and verse 24. Let me open back your line to where we left off. Amen. We're going to talk about we are saved by hope. But hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man sees, why does he yet hope for it? Romans chapter 8 and verse 24. This statement has posed a question in the mind of many for years. Why did Paul say we are saved by hope? We know that in Ephesians 2 and 8, he says, for by grace you are saved through faith. I believe, amen, the reason that is that Paul's statement in Romans 8, 24 was referring to the blessed hope. We have a hope tonight. Every man, every woman, every boy and girl, we got a hope tonight. That blessed hope to save us from the wrath to come. That blessed hope, amen. We got a hope tonight that we don't have to go through that wrath to come, amen, that is predicted in the word of God. God shall pour out his wrath on the children of disobedience. First Thessalonians 5 and 9 says, look up in the contents of which, amen, he was written. It's time for the churches to look up. <laughs> Quit holding your head down, amen. Uh, it's time, amen, for the churches to look up because our redemption is drawing nigh. Jesus is letting us know that I'm coming now. And my coming is much closer now than it was when I first told you, amen, that I'm coming. Jesus is letting us know he's one us that he's coming back. Verse 22 says, For we know that the whole creation groans, and it travails in pain together unto now. There is nothing is satisfying to even the earth, amen. The whole creation is wrong. It wants to be 
released from what is under right now. And not only they, but ourselves also. Amen. We also grown. For have the first fruits of the Spirit. Even we ourselves grown within ourselves, waiting for the adoption to risk the redemption of our body. We waiting for a change. Beloved, we have a hope. We're waiting for a change. I know, amen, we are tired of, amen, the, the body, amen, is tired of going through it, what is going through it, amen, the suffering, the pain, the agony, the misery, amen. The body is tired of it, but we're waiting, amen. We got hope tonight. Verse 24 said, we, for we are saved by hope. But hope that is seen is not hope. If you can see something, that's not hope. You see it, praise the Lord. For what a man sees, why does he yet hope for it? Amen. But if we hope for that we see not, then we, with patience, we wait for it. We're waiting on this blessed hope, amen. That God, amen, has given to his church, we got to hope, amen. We got to hope, amen, that Jesus is coming. And come in at his church and take us out of this old world. Yes, amen. This is not our home. We are just travelers. We're pilgrims. A strangers traveling through this bar, and this is not our home. Church, get your mind and look up because our redemption draws not. There is nothing in this earth, amen. It's what we can call happy and pleasant anymore. Everything is under some type of misery. Half of the world, amen, is under some type of narcotic, amen. They're running the world on high. And let me tell you, amen, you can also have run the world on high. If you get in Jesus Christ and you come to know him, you can get the high of Jesus Christ. It's seen often that the whole being referred to here is the redemption of our physical body which will happen at the time of the rapture or the catching away of the church. The scripture plainly teaches, amen, that the righteous will be saved from the wrath to come. The righteous are going to be saved from the wrath to come. Let us know, amen, that judgment is getting ready to come upon this earth. Through that blessed hope, if we have hope, for that which we have not seen, and that is the rapture, then we also have patience to wait for it. We are waiting for the Lord to come. We are waiting right now. We are waiting for the Lord to come. It's again his church. And that is what I mean. He's not coming at everybody because everybody is not his church. The Lord says, Amen. And St. John, he told Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews, a man must be born again. In order, Amen, to go back with Jesus, you're going to have to be changed. In St. John, Amen, the 14th chapter, Jesus, Amen, he revealed that hope which will save us from the wrath to come. Amen. Don't let let the Lord catch you with your work undone. 
I'm talking about this breath of hope. As we, amen, began, praise the Lord, uh, to study this word to the Jews first, then to the Gentile, the reason Jesus didn't do much direct teaching concerning the catching away of the church, it was because his ministry was primary to the Jews. When Jesus first came, amen, his ministry, amen, was primary to the Jews. Now, in Romans, amen, the Apostle Paul also mentioned the fact that the gospel was to the Jews first. Amen. The Jews had the opportunity first. And Paul says, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God under salvation to the Jew first and also to the Greek, Romans 1 and 16. The gospel was to the Jew first. But in Matthew, then in Matthew 10, 1 through 15, we see Jesus sending out the 12 disciples with an anointing to heal the sick, clean the leprosy, raise the dead, and cast out demons, also instructed them where to go with this message. When Jesus sent out his men and his women, he sent them out, amen, with anointing. He sent them out with power. There's so many, amen, that claim that Jesus, amen, and they don't have that anointing. But the word of God tells you, amen, he gives us anointing to heal the sick, clean the leopard, whatever type of disease area, raise the dead. Amen. The spirits are dead. Raise them, amen, out of their death. Cast out devils. These 12 disciples, they were sent forward and commanded them, saying, Go not unto the way of the Gentiles. It was not time for the Gentiles to hear the gospel at that time. And they were not sent, amen, to the Gentiles and unto any city of Samaritan. Answer ye not. Don't go even to the Samaritans. Those mixed Jews, amen, don't even go to them. But go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Matthew 10, 5 and 6. Look at this blessed hope, amen. We we got hope today. Thanks to God. His disciples, amen, were sent to the lost sheep of the house of Israel, and were forbidden at that time to go to the Gentiles. Amen. The gospel was not sent to us, amen, at that time as Gentiles. This this revealed why Jesus did not give more details referring to the rapture of the church while he was on earth. The reason being that this ministry was primarily to Israel, who rejected him as a Messiah. The Jews rejected him as their only hope. And Jesus was concerned about that. 
Therefore, most of this discourse in Matthew chapter 24 was in reference of the time of the tribulation. He was talking about, amen, and Matthew, most of, of, of this, amen, was talking about, amen, in the time of the tribulation, the time, amen, that he was going to pour out his wrath on the chariot of disobedience, his second event, rather, amen, than the rapture. He was talking about the trouble that was going to come up on the earth, rather than, amen, the snatching away of his church. He knew that the Jews was not going in the rapture if they didn't receive him as their Messiah. Amen. Jesus knew that they was not going to be caught up if they didn't believe him. There's a veil, amen, over the eyes, amen, as a nation. They still don't believe him today. And if they don't believe that he is, they will die in their sins. And that's not only amen to the Jews, but that is to the Gentiles as well. If you don't believe that Jesus is who he said he was, you're going to die in your sins. It's time. It's rapture time, church. Therefore, He only referred to the rapture indirectly on a few occasions. John eleven twenty five and St. Luke twenty one and thirty six. Peter and Paul, apostles of the Gentiles, both the Jewish peoples. Peter and Paul were apostles of the Gentiles. So it was through them that God revealed a major part of the revelation concerning the rapture. In 2018, amen, the church should be getting a revelation. We should not be stagnated, amen, by the old things, amen, but amen, you ought to be getting a new revelation of the things, amen, of the time that Jesus is coming. You ought to look around. He said, look up you're beginning a new revelation. Even though Paul, he wrote most of the epistles to the church, God used both Peter and Paul to give us the revelation of the catching away of the church. Listen, listen, children. Jesus Christ is coming to catch his church away. And when he comes, it's going to be a mystery, amen, to the world. They are not going to even, they're they, they going to wonder, amen, where is those people that were here on the earth? They're not here anymore. And it's not going to be, he's going to bring them with him. The gospel, amen, they preach. It brought great hope to the body of Christ. But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that you sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. Amen. But we have hope. The others, amen, the other men, amen, those that did not accept him as a Lord and Savior, they don't have any hope. First Thessalonians 4 and 13. The hope he referred to here 
is the resurrection. The text is placed at the time of the rapture. In Titus chapter 2, Paul referred to it as that blessed hope. Amen. If you are not in the first resurrection, the first, the second, amen, death has no power. We must be risen in the first resurrection. If we're going to go back with Jesus Christ, amen, we've got to be in that first resurrection. That's our blessed hope. The dead in Christ is going to rise. And we that remain, we're going to be called up to meet them in the midst of the air. Hallelujah. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation has appeared unto all men. The grace of God that bringeth salvation is going to appear unto all men. Teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly love. We should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. Beloved, we must live a life before the Lord here on earth. I want you to understand this. You can't get into heaven any kind of way, living any kind of way that you want to. You're not going to be getting into heaven. we got to live, amen. Soberly, understanding what the will of God is right here on earth. We get to live righteously in this present world, right here in this present world, where people say, oh, well, you can't do it. You can't live holy. You can't live sanctified. Amen. The God that is in you will allow you to live holy and sanctified. Verse 13 said, look, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearance of the great God and our Lord, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Titus 2, 11 and 13, we're looking for that blessed hope. We are expecting Jesus Christ to come in the closing hour that we're living in now for the church. Amen. You ought to be expecting for your Lord to come. He told us, amen, occupy till I come. You ought to be watching every hour of the day, amen, in your mind, amen. You ought to be ready every hour of the day, amen. If Jesus was to come, you don't need to repent because you have already repented and you're living a godly, amen, a life unto Jesus. You have been born again by the Spirit of the Lord. And you're living a righteous life in this present world. This blessed hope, amen, that we are speaking about tonight. But then a fall began to tell us we're living in perilous times. We're living in difficult times. When mankind don't want to endure sound doctrine, that is, amen, some believers, amen, they don't want to hear the truth. They want to live to their own expectations. What, amen, is satisfying to them? What is sounding good to them? They want to live under that, amen. But that, let me say, amen, God said, my way is not like your ways, neither is my thought like your thought. 
I don't care how I want to live. I must obey the commandments of Jesus Christ. And if I don't obey the commandments of Jesus Christ, in hell I'm going to lift up my eyes. It's not my way. It's not my way. But it's Jesus' way. Somebody said, Frank Sinatra said, it's my way. Hey, I did it my way. I did it my way. You may have done it your way, but amen. You are not going to enter into the kingdom of heaven done. Every unconceivable thing that's not likewise, you're not going to enter into the kingdom of heaven. It's got to be Jesus' way. Jesus said, I am the way. I am the truth. And I am the life. It's got to be Jesus' way. Then the first Thessalonians, Paul, he began to lay out God's plan for the church. Amen. God got a plan for the church to escape the seven-year tribulation destined for planet Earth. Amen. Planet Earth, amen, is running out. The lease on planet Earth, amen, for God's people is running out. The earth will, amen, lift up, uh, amen, uh, uh, the people. I believe, amen, for about 6,000 years. The lease is, is running out. Verse 14 says, for if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, and I truly believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also for sleep is in Jesus, will God reign with him, amen, those that have died years ago, amen, and, and uh, amen, Jesus is going to wake them from their sleeping because, amen, when a saint dies, they don't die, amen, they are sleeping in Jesus, and he's going to wake those that are sleeping and bring them back with him. But they will not be in the same body that they left here with. It was sown a corruptible body, but it's going to be risen an incorruptible body. Because this whole model happened on immortality. And we're going to be changed. Oh, glory. Ever what he looks like, he says, we shall be like him. We're living in the end time, children. Ask the Lord is to open up your eyes. Amen. Let you see what's going around. And let you know, amen, that the end of this church age is about out, is about over with. This verse is in reference to the spiritually body of whom have died in Christ. He will bring them with him to be united with them. Physical bodies, which will be resurrection from the grave at the shout of the archangel and the trump of God. God's going to change them. God's going to change us. Amen. He's going to change this whole this whole physical body of ours into one of His spiritual bodies. Think of it, amen. When, amen, we put on this body, amen, of his glorious body, there shall never be 
no more corruption or no more pain. Uh, this body won't see death. You can't hurt this body. Hallelujah. Let's get ready to go back to Jesus. All praise the Lord. It's a shame to say when it comes down to the real realness and realities, they'll say, but if you ask them, amen, are you ready to go back with Jesus? They say, amen, I'm not, I'm not ready to go back with Jesus. But I'm saying people don't want to go back where Jesus is. But, amen, Jesus comes to deliver us out of this trouble that we are in now. Out of all, amen, this forecasting of evil, Jesus is coming to get his people out of here. He has witnessed and prepared a beautiful place for us. But ain't many ready to go there. You got to turn loose this whole world. You got to turn loose this whole life, amen, that you are living, praise the Lord, amen. You're going to make it by your mind. I'm going back with Jesus. For this is for this we say unto you by the word of the Lord that we which are alive, some of us, amen, is gonna be alive. Everybody, amen, is not gonna be changed. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord that we which are alive remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent or proceed them which are himself shall descend from heaven with a shout. My God, Jesus come in church with the voice of an archangel and with the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first. The dead in Christ shall rise first. First Thessalonians man, chapter four, fifteen and sixteen. We got a hope tonight. We got that blessed hope. We won't go through the terrible thing, amen, that is coming up on this earth. You can't hide in the earth. You can't hide in the sky. Everywhere, amen, you try to hide, amen, destruction, they're going to be there. Amen, you can't hide from the Lord. There were men trying to be a bomb shelter. There were men trying to bomb, uh, build earthquake shelters. Amen. I don't care what you build. Amen. You can't hide. So there were men trying to, amen, build shelters for a nuclear war. Amen. You can't hide from the Lord. When Paul says, For this we say unto you, by the word of the Lord, I beseech. I believe he meant it comes by a personal revelation from Jesus Christ himself. Paul received many revelations directly from the Lord Jesus Christ. In Galatians 1, 11, and 12, amen. Ask the Lord to open up your eyes. If your eyes is not already open, amen, give you a revelation of the end of time. The end of time is right now. It's not as what we think. The day that you hear my voice, I am not your heart. If you hear the voice of the Lord speaking to you now, amen, as we are on the spirit of radio, amen, don't harden your heart. Give your soul to Jesus. 
but we don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. Many people are confused by verse 16. They take note of the fact that the form of God in verse 16 is not the same as the trump of the seven angels mentioned in Revelation 11 and 15. As many have support, if you believe that the trump of God and the trump of the seven angels are not the same, you will be hopeless, confused, in trying to understand end times events. And the and the consequent points in which they occur. Neither shall we confuse the latter talk mentioned in First Corinthians twelve, fifteen and fifty two. With the trump of the seven angels, for they are not the same. Now let us compare, amen, these two verses. First Thessalonians four and two, amen, and first Corinthians uh fifteen. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout and with the voice of an archangel, amen, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Verse 17, then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we even be with the Lord, First Thessalonians four, sixteen and seventeen. Paul, for the state, behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. We have all of us not going to sleep, but we're all going to be changed in the moment. Amen. This is God's own church. In a month, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, at the last trump, for the trump shall sound, and the dead shall be risen incorruptible, and we shall be changed. According to First Corinthians, the fifteenth chapter, verse fifty-one and fifty-two. Say, we're gonna be changed. We're gonna come out of this old miserable body, amen, that we are in right now. The earth groaning. Nothing is satisfied in the way that it's stated right now. Science has changed fix it. These verses from Amen, first Thessalonians four, they correspond perfectly, Amen, with first Corinthians fifteen, fifty one and fifty two. There is no doubt, Amen, that these two scriptures are described the very same event. The Bible must be interpreted with the Bible. And it is the point in both of these passions that Paul is referring to the rapture of the church and not to the second event. It is possible that the trump of God will sound at the time of the last trump for the feast of a trumpet and the end of the church age just before the tribulation began. My God, be ready, children. Just be ready. Ever what trumpet sound, amen. Amen. The dead rise first. If I'm dead, I want to, amen. I want to be ready. Amen. He's going to wake me out of my sleep and I'm going back with him. 
And if I'm standing here, hey, man, I'm going to be changed in a moment in a twinkle of an eye. You ought to give the Lord some hand claps on that. You ought to give the Lord some praise. Amen. You know, amen, he's going to get us out of here. The day of the Lord. We talk about the day of the Lord. But of that time and season, brethren, ye have no need that I write unto you. For yourself knows perfectly that the day of the Lord so coming as a thief in the night. First of all, amen, 5, 1, and 2. The day of the Lord coming as a thief in the night. You've got to be watchful every hour, every minute, amen. It don't take, amen, but a little, uh, 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 a little time to make you miss out on heaven. You don't live all this time for Jesus and amen. You just get to relax and amen and, and, and don't want to, amen, do the will of the Lord anymore and amen, let your spirit go into sin. You'll lose everything you have. You'll say, no, firstly, that the day of the Lord, amen, so coming as a thief in the night. It's coming as a thief in the night. It's coming to catch those, amen, that is not watchful, not prayerful. It's coming to catch you with your works undone. But every hour of the day, amen, we are not the children of the darkness, but we are the children of life. Amen. You are not be caught with your works undone. You ought to always be on God. The day of the Lord here also refers to the second event, not the rapture. I don't believe him in the rapture. It's even referred to in Scripture as the day of the Lord, uh, as a thief in the night. Generally speaking, amen, the day of the Lord is a thousand years long. It will begin when Christ descends from heaven with the saints to the Mount Olive and destroy the army of the Antichrist, Revelation 19, 11 to 21. Zechariah saying there, 14, 1 through 5, he will at that time set up his kingdom, talking about Jesus, and the saints will rule and reign with him for 1,000 years. This seemed to be the event most often referred to as the day of the Lord. The Lord is coming, amen, to set up his kingdom. And the saints of God is going to rule, amen. We're going to be preaching that king, amen, in that kingdom. We're going to rule and reign with the Lord for a thousand years. Uh, it began to be, be the very beginning of a new day to us. A careful study of the scripture contents, amen, uh, where the Bible refers to Jesus coming as a thief in the night will also show the reference, amen, to the concern of his second event, a thief you to come in the darkness of night. Concerning first Thessalonians, amen, 5 1, Paul wrote to the church and said he didn't need to write to them concerning. Amen, the time and the season. For they knew that the day of the Lord 
uh, his second advent would come as a thief in the night. The reason is that the church will have already been in heaven for seven years at that time of his second event and will be and will be coming back with Christ according to Zechariah fourteen one through five. Revelation nineteen eleven and twenty. We've been already been in heaven with Jesus Christ for a thousand years. Amen. For a thousand years that is as one day to the Lord. And one day is as a thousand years. Peace and safety. Listen, we're talking about amen. Destruction that is going to be coming upon the earth. For when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction is going to come upon them. And travail upon a woman with a child, and they shall not escape. First Thessalonians 5 and 3, they are not going to escape, amen. A woman cannot escape her, her, her pains, amen, when she gets ready to have a child, amen. And amen, the world is not going to escape, amen. The world is going to say, amen, peace and safety. But the church is not going to be here. But it is very, amen, possible that the peace and safety in this scripture, amen, refers to the peace according with the government leaders are so desperately trying to put together between Israel and the PLO at the time of this writing. They're going to be looking for peace and safety. And when they say peace and safety, they mean sudden destruction is going to come upon them. I mean, listeners and thousands, amen, is going to die, amen, because, amen, destruction is going to fall upon them. And to you who are troubled, rest with us. When the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels, inflaming fire, taking vengeance on them who knew not God, Jesus is coming, taking vengeance on those who knew not God, who didn't have time to repent, but they would not repent. And that obeyed not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. You can see man in his powerful glory now. Amen. But let me tell you, the Lord is getting ready to tear this kingdom down. And he's getting ready to build his kingdom, praise the Lord. who shall punish with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power. Second Thessalonians 1, 6 and 9, amen. They're going to be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord. You don't want to, amen, never not be under the presence of the Lord. You are going to be in misery. You're going to be in torment, amen, if you are not in the midst of the presence of the Lord. But these, amen, is going to be banished. And they are not going to be Amen Under the presence of the Lord And for the glory Of his power 
in this event. From these scriptures that Paul is referring to the second event, <clears throat> uh, described in Revelation 19, 11, and 21, this is the same event, amen, he has referred to in 1 Thessalonians 5 and 2. When he said, the Lord should come as a thief in the night, he is mentioning him in the second event first. Because after he has written the first epistle to the Thessalonians, it seemed from the contents that someone had written a letter possibly forgotten Paul's name to him. Possibly Paul's name to it, saying that the day of the Lord, referring to the second event, was upon them. So Paul dealt with this in chapter 2. Two separated events. Now I beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him, Second Thessalonians 2 and 1, at first he glimpsed, it was seen that the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering together unto him are the same events. However, after studying the content closely, I believe him in the phrase is, the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ is referring to the second event, which is also called the day of Christ. In the next verse, I believe Paul mentioned the, the second event first because some false teachers were saying that the day of Christ was at hand. And he was trying to assure them that it was not true. He also pointed out the difference between the coming of the Lord to the earth the second event and I was gathering together unto him at the time of the rapture. This seems to be amen, the reason he mentioned them both in the same verse. Yet these are different separate events. They are different in purpose and will be separated in time of the exact seven years. Solomon said, out of all of our getting, he could get an understanding. Study the word of God to show yourself approved. Being a workman, even not ashamed to rightly divide the word of truth. This blessed hope, amen, that we have amazing events before, amen, the day of Christ. The day of Christ is at hand, church. Can you look around and see the day of Christ is at hand? Who is satisfied in this world? I want to say nobody. We we must live, amen, since Jesus comes. But ain't nobody really satisfied. Now we beseech your brother by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him. 
that you be not soon shaken in mind. Don't you be soon shaken in mind. All be troubled, neither by spirit nor by word, nor by letter, as from us. And that the day of Christ is at hand. Now let no man deceive you by any means. For that day shall not come except there come a, a falling away first. And that the man of sin be revealed, the son of prediction. Second Thessalonians two, one and three. Paul assured them that he had not changed his doctrine. We in a day and time now, amen, man is changing the doctrine of Jesus Christ. But Paul assured them he had not changed his doctrine. He said that there were two things which absolutely had to come to pass before the day of Christ. His second event, which referred to Christ coming to earth to set up his kingdom. That had to come to pass. Secondly, the man of sin, the Antichrist, would be revealed. And there would be a falling away or a departure from the faith. Now, amen, as we, we look at amen, uh, the, uh, the Greek word apostasy, which is translated a falling away. There's a falling away, amen. A falling away from what? From the faith of Jesus Christ, men believing in Jesus. It is only based, it is only used two places in the New Testament. Here in Second Thessalonians 2 and 8, it is translated falling away. But in Acts 21 and 21, it is translated forsaken. It's a, amen. It's the second. The Amplified Amen Bible footnote in Second Thessalonians two and three it states a possible rendering of the Greek is a departure from the church. Even the church. Amen. All over right now, Amen. You can see, Amen, a great fall in the way. Amen. People don't believe in the doctrine of Jesus Christ hardly anymore like they used to. And certainly they don't believe in the apostle doctrine that Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. It's a falling away. Men are establishing their own way. But again, as I state, there is not but one way to get into heaven. And Jesus said, I am that way. The truth and the life. No matter what I, I, I would, amen, want to do myself uh, or, or want to establish myself, amen, I, I don't have any salvation. Only Jesus can save you. If you have time and thoughts to these verses that seem to be the only possible meaning it should have in the contents which it is written. I don't believe in there will be a wholesale backsliding in the church before the return of Christ. There are some who has departed from the faith. There has always been some backsliding, but Paul is not referring to a backsliding church. In the context, I am convinced 
he is referring to the departing of the body of Christ. The church from the earth before the man of sin, the Antichrist, is revealed. It's going to be a departing. As we continue, amen, in this passage, we find more support that they praise. Falling away also be translated departing. The church is going to depart. Amen. And he's going to give the Antichrist a chance, amen, to do his thing up on the earth. Amen. As long as the restrainer is up on the earth, then Satan can't do what he is. God bless you. My time is out tonight. Praise the Lord for this. And Dr. Moore, praise the Lord, along with his staff here in Apple Valley. We love you. Praise the Lord. Don't be caught with your work undone. Jesus is coming. He's coming, amen. And he's coming in his church without a spot, blemish, or wrinkle, or any such thing. Jesus is coming. Make sure your robe has been washed in the blood of the Lamb. God bless you. Into the hands of my God. Into the hands of my now. So God bless you. God bless you. Thank you so much for listening in tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Moore, he does it again. And he's teaching and preaching the word of God. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you. Please continue to listen to our shows because they're going to be helpful. Now, a lot of you may not think so yet, but the more you listen, the better off you'll be. We learn a lot from these lessons. And for all those who are ready to learn that, Thank you so much. We love you. Until next time. Good night, everybody. Bye-bye. The McDonald's is food you buckle in with your seatbelt deal. And there's no reason not to take that extra precaution. Because a meal from McDonald's is not just a meal. It's often your most precious cargo. Now get a free sausage McMuffin with egg when you download the McDonald's mobile app. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. McDonald's. I'm loving it. Free sausage McMuffin with egg valid one time through 4-3-2022 at participating McDonald's. Download and registration required.